What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. What is going on, everybody? Nick Person here. I get the privilege of being one of the pastors here at New Vision. And thank you for joining us as we continue on our journey of reading through God's Word. We find ourselves currently in 1 Samuel, and we're going to make our way all the way through the rest of 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel. And if you have not found a church home, or maybe you haven't been a part of New Vision, we would love to have you on Thursdays and Sundays. And you can always visit our website to find out more info on how you could be a part of what's going on here at newvisionlife.com. We find ourselves currently in a series called Unlikely, and that is why we are reading through the books of First and Second Samuel to um, make sure um, to get all the verses to make sure that we get it all. And so I'm going to be reading in First Samuel chapter nine. I'm going to be skipping around just a little bit to give you a full picture of what's happening. Israel has just rejected God as king. It's like, imagine yourself back in middle school. You fill out the, the, the box. Hey, do you like me? Check yes, no, or maybe Israel checked no on God. They didn't want him to be the king. And so they find themselves in a precarious position. God gives them what they want. He tells them all that this king is going to do, but yet he gives them what they want. And we're going to see in 1 Samuel chapter 9, I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 2. I'm going to be reading verses 9 and 15 through 21. And then chapter 10, verses 1 through 9. So I'm skipping along. You can go back and read where I kind of hopped around just to give you an even fuller picture. But hitting what I'm going to hit is going to give you the highlights of this chapter, which will help you navigate. And so I'm going to be reading out of the NIV. If you're new to reading and listening to this podcast, I'm going to read the verses in their entirety. Then I'm going to come back and talk about them a little bit, give us some insight, and hopefully give us some practical steps for application. And so let's begin in chapter 9 of 1 Samuel, beginning in verse 1. There was a Benjamite, a man of standing, whose name was Kish, son of Abiel, the son of Zeror, the son of Bacorath, the son of Aphia of Benjamin. Kish had a son named Saul, as handsome a young man as could be found anywhere in Israel. And he was a head taller than anyone else. Verse number 15 of the same chapter says this, Now the day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed this to Samuel. About this time tomorrow I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin. Anoint him ruler over my people Israel. He will deliver them from the hand of the Philistines. I have looked on my people, for their cry has reached me. When Samuel caught sight of Saul, the Lord said to him, This is the man I spoke to you about. He will govern my people. Saul approached Samuel in the gateway and asked, Would you please tell me where the seer's house is? I am the seer, Samuel replied. Go up ahead of me in the high place, for today you are to eat with me. And in the morning I will send you on your way and will tell you all that is in your heart. As for the donkeys you lost three days ago, Saul was on a journey looking for his father's donkeys. Do not worry about them. They have been found. And to whom is all the desire of Israel turned, if not to you and your whole family line? Saul answered, But am I not a Benjamite from the smallest tribe of Israel? And is not my clan the least of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin? Why do you say such things to me? Continuing on in verse number one of chapter 10. 
Then Samuel took a flask of olive oil and poured it on Saul's head and kissed him, saying, Has not the Lord anointed you ruler over the inheritance? When you leave me today, you will meet two men near Rachel's tomb at Zelzah on the border of Benjamin. They will say to you, The donkeys you set out to look for have been found, and now your father has stopped thinking about them and is worried about you. He is asking, What shall I do about my son? Then you will go on from there until you reach the great tree of Tabor. Three men going up to worship God at Bethel will meet you there. One will be carrying three young goats, another three loaves of bread, and another a skin of wine. They will greet you and offer you two loaves of bread, which you will accept from them. After that, you will go to Geba of God, where there is a Philistine outpost. As you approach the town, you will meet a procession of prophets coming down from the high place with lyres, timbrels, pipes, and harps being played before them, and they will be prophesying. The Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you, and you will prophesy with them, and you will be changed into a different person. Once these signs are fulfilled, do whatever your hand finds to do, for God is with you. Go down ahead of me to Gilgal. I will surely come down to you to sacrifice burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, but you must wait seven days until I come to you and tell you what you are to do. As Saul turned to leave Samuel, God changed Saul's heart, and all these signs were fulfilled that day. Let's go back to verses 1 and 2. We see that Saul is a head and, tall, a head and shoulders taller than anybody else. Here's what's interesting about this to me, is that he looks the part, but we're going to find out that Saul is actually not the part. It's not about where you look like, it's not about what you look like, it's not about where you come from. It's about your heart towards God. We're going to see with Saul, he had everything laid out in front of him. Even you're going to see the Spirit of God fall on him. But Saul didn't choose to continue to do the things of God. Saul lost sight of what was important. He did not keep his eyes fixed on things above. He did not keep his mind fixed on things above. He kept his eyes fixed on earthly things. And that is what he ended up walking towards. And so just because you looked apart. Now, I think another way to say this, just because your mom and dad were Christians doesn't mean that you have surrendered your life to Christ. Just because your grandfather was a pastor doesn't mean that you have surrendered your life to Christ. Just because you look the part and on paper you look the part, if you have not truly surrendered your heart to the king, then you are not the part. And a wise man, I once hear say, and you've probably heard it, that just because you are in a garage does not make you a car. Just because Saul looked noble, just because Saul looked like a king, didn't mean that he was going to be one that acted like the king. And we're going to see with his life that he ended up not doing kingly things. Because to do kingly things would be to replicate and reflect the king of kings. And that is not what he did. It's not about what you look like. It's about your heart towards the king and you walking in his steps. Verse 15, Saul comes and Samuel sees him and God whispers to Samuel, this is the man that I have appointed as the king over Israel. And you could go, if God knew all that Saul was going to do, why would he allow them to be king? See, God is not going to force his ways upon you. God's not going to force his ways upon me. He, it's an invitation, not just a declaration. God is inviting us into what he is doing. But he does not want robots. He does not want that. He wants relationship. And relationship involves invitation into that. And so, yes, but Saul had an opportunity to do the right thing. He just chose 
not to do the right thing. He chose to look out for Saul and not to look out and follow the steps of the king. And it's sad because, man, you see that he starts off so well. And here, here's the thing for us. Here's the invitation. It's not just about how you start. It's how you continue and how you finish. So let us continue to walk well with the king and let us continue to fix our eyes on the king and let us reflect the king in all the things. Then in chapter 10, beginning in verse 1, you see that Samuel anoints him with olive oil. He anoints him as the king and then gives him specific instructions on what to do. And I love this part, verse 5, I think it is, when it says, After that you will go to Gibeah of God, where there is a Philistine outpost. As you approach the town, you will meet a procession of prophets coming down from the high places with lyres, timbrels, pipes, and harps being placed before them, and they will be prophesying. The Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you, and you will prophesy with them, and you will be changed into a different person. Once these signs are fulfilled, do whatever your hand finds to do, for God is with you. Here's the thing I love about being a follower of Christ now. He has put his very spirit to indwell us and not just to come upon us. See, in the Old Testament, we will see the Holy Spirit of God come upon people for a temporary time to do temporary things. But for us as a people of God, if you have surrendered your life to Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit indwelled in you. That means he has taken residence in your heart and in your life. And I love what it says. It says, you will be changed into a different person. That's what the Holy Spirit has done for us and to us. So if you are in Christ, you are not who you used to be. You're not what you used to do because you have the indwelling of the person of the Holy Spirit within you to walk in the ways of the King. He, he is the thing that is powering your spirit to walk in line with our King. Verse number nine, I like this too. As Saul turned to leave Samuel, God changed Saul's heart and all these signs were fulfilled that day. You might be going, man, it looks like God is doing something with Saul. Yes, he was. And Saul was walking in agreement with what God was doing. But it does not stay here. We get an opportunity to continue to walk with the king. Even though we have the king, the spirit of the king within us, we can still choose to do things that are opposite of the spirit within us and opposite of what the king. And that's what the Bible calls grieving the spirit. When you walk in the opposite direction or you walk in opposition to the spirit, it grieves the spirit because that is no longer the nature in which you have been called to walk in. You have been given a new nature and a new identity. So walk in that. And here's the thing I want to remind us of and let me remind myself of. There are often going to be people who remind me of who I used to be and what I used to do. They're going to tell me that I didn't used to look the part or was the part. But I have to remember whose spirit is within me, who goes before me, and who is the king of my life. And because of that, I am something new. So no longer do others get to tell me who I am because the king has already told me who I am. There's a song we have been singing as of late here at New Vision. And in one of the, the bridge of it says, I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. Man, that is marching music for our feet. Remember, you are who you are because the I am has told you who you are. You don't have to be like everybody else and you're not who you used to be. And just because you might not look the part, it doesn't mean that you're not the part. Saul looked the part, but it wasn't the part. He had the Spirit of God on him, but yet he chose to walk in his own ways eventually. Let us be a people that are inspired and powered by the Holy Spirit of our King and the person of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And let us walk in step, 
so we can reflect best this new nature that we've been given and reflect our King. No, I'm for you. I look forward to seeing you back here soon. You guys have a blessed day. And remember, you are who you are because the I am has told you who you are. Let us walk in that and let us walk in that with confidence because the king really does go before us, is in our midst, and has our back. Love you guys. For you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. As always, we hope that you heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk and reflect Christ in your everyday steps. To find out more information about New Vision, you can go to newvisionlife.com or follow us on Instagram at newvisionlife. Again, we're for you, we love you, and we look forward to seeing you back here on Monday.